Well, it looks like the fight's already started. It's time for the main event. Uh, you're listening to the Unresearched Podcast with Stephen and Guest, and our guest today is Maddie Dingdongs of the Who Goes There podcast, who is also, coincidentally, a wrestling historian who wants... Yeah. Yeah, of course, obviously. Uh, he has many thoughts about the most recent WWE Royal Rumble that he wants to give us uh, a full breakdown, his perspective the, of who won, who got eliminated, and all these other sorts of uh, things that uh, uh, happened. The Johnny Knoxville thing. What the fuck is that? Uh, let's just jump um, right into it. Uh, Matthew, yeah, um, just, just... Are you really a wrestling fan if like you don't complain about wrestling at every chance that you get? No, no. That's I think that's what wrestling's for, in my honest opinion. Yeah, yeah just talking about how you could do it better. Yeah, it's like, so my roommate and I have drunken conversations constantly about how the booking of WWE is just complete garbage and how we should be the oh, yeah. bookers. Absolutely. But, uh, I agree. <laughs> I don't even know what your guys' storylines are, but I agree. <laughs> so, uh, but the Royal Rumble to me has always been the one match of the year to expect the unexpected, but this one fell flat. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Because I, I really want your, as the wrestling historian, um, your perspective on it okay so are we talking just the rumble match itself or are we talking the entire show um i would i would say that i watched the entire show you watched all four hours of that god god awful show 476 hours of it yep that is a it felt like it was that long because it was so bad and and the two-day pre-show we watched that too Oh my God! You, you just absorb all of the WWE content that you can. I love it. Uh, so let, no, let's just talk. Let's just talk about the Royal Rumble match it, itself, and then we can kind of okay. go because it ties into some of the preliminary matches before it. So, um, what, what what did you? How did you feel with uh, AJ Styles coming in as number one? Uh, honestly, I was I was stoked because I know that WWE likes to try to do the whole going from number one or going from number two, going the distance. You know, they've done it a handful of times, and I figured if anybody was able to do it and would do it well, it would be Styles. I mean, he's one of the best ever in the entire world. You know, I think he's better than Punk. And, like, he got thrown out by a fucking mid-card jobber. That's true. That was one of my, also one of my big complaints. And, like, un- unceremoniously, it wasn't even, like, a thing where they were, like, building to an angle. It was just like, nope, there you go, he's done. And, he's and that was, like, a perfect example for the entire Rumble, where it just, everything felt like an afterthought. Um, I would say this about AJ Styles. He did get the most eliminations in the Rumble, but that doesn't really mean much. No. I mean, Kane's had the most eliminations ever, but has he ever won one? No. No. You know, unless you're a huge fucking nerd, like, is anybody going to know, like... Oh, yeah, Kane has the most uh, eliminations with, like, 47. No, they remember who won. So this is the only thing that popped me watching the Rumble was that AJ Styles was number one, and then Shinsuke, who they destroyed, uh, was number two. This I, was, match, I was so happy. <laughs> right? That Then it's all downhill from there. Yeah, like, because when, when Shinsuke won what was it, four years ago? Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, oh my God, we're going to get Shinsuke and Styles at Mania. And we did, but like, a match that would have main evented any other federation, anywhere else, gets undercard to Brock and Roman. I think it was Brock and Roman that year. Who fucking cares because it's Brock and Roman every year? 
It's I always like, the Brockton Roman in some sort of angle. That's the only angle they have that's interesting. It's not even interesting. Nobody fucking cares. Vince is just like, oh, that's money. Like, that's good shit. And, like, they just keep shoving it down our throat, which is apparent again this year, not only with Brock, not only with Roman, but with fucking Ronda and Charlotte. Nobody wants But when I saw Shinsuke and AJ, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to give us what we want. We're going to get the slobber knocker we've dreamed of since New Japan. Nope. Uh, was gone in, what, under five minutes? Yeah, so I'm breaking my, one of my own rules here where this is the unresearched podcast, but I'm actually doing a little bit of research just knowing how long uh, people were in the Rumble and who came in at certain times. And oh, I'll just, bro, that's cool. Yeah, so uh, I'm breaking... That's not what I signed up for. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Did I throw a curveball at you? I, I didn't mean to. Yeah, I specifically did zero research. <laughs> this is all from freeform memory. Yeah. That's how good you are. That's why you're who goes there and I'm just the unresearched guy. Did you did you actually watch the Rumble? I know you were telling me that like you don't watch WWE like at all anymore. I don't watch it at all anymore. I get the WrestleTalk re, uh, recaps and that's enough to know that I shouldn't watch it. I wanted to watch the Women's Rumble specifically because I knew Alicia Fox was going to be in there and I love yeah. Alicia Fox. Dude, that Northern Light Suplex is one of the best in the business. Yeah, she's like, great. But and, like, her scissor kick, it's like Booker T fucking wishes he had that scissor kick. <laughs> I know, right? And then she's also like, batshit crazy. Dude, yeah. Oh, dude, when she threw that box at Nia Jax's face, like, <laughs> oh, that's my, that's one of my favorite wrestling moments ever. Jeez. But, like, I hate to say it, I kind of think the women's rumble was better than the men. I don't hate... like, th- a lot of... Oh, go ahead. I don't hate to say it. I openly admit it. It's be- It was better than the men's. Oh, yeah. Like, it had a lot of lulls, and during the Women's Rumble, I remember thinking, okay, I mean, it's dragging a bit, but at least, like, we're getting some kind of storyline payoffs. Like, even having Cameron in there for, like, you know, a minute and a half, like, just to to do the Sonya Deville Naomi angle, like, that's cool. Like, it actually had storyline relevance, but then the men's had none of that shit. No. And it was, I can't remember who it was, but there was somebody, like, right around the middle where, or like maybe around 10 or 11, where it was like, oh, okay, I bet this person's going to come out right after them because that's who they're feuding with. Oh, I think it was even Sami Zayn and, and Johnny Knoxville. Oh, that's exactly or, what it was. Yep. So, like, I think there was maybe even a second instance of that happening where it was, like, so predictable and so full by numbers. And then when you find out the shit that was going on behind the scenes, it's like, okay, well, it all makes sense. Yeah, it's it was just really unfortunate how they played it out. And then, um, so let's get back to the actual men's rumble after the the Shinsuke uh, uh, AJ Styles kind of in two intros, one two. It it kind of just goes all downhill from there because people just kind of get eliminated like haphazardly. There's no like you're saying, no angle, no real uh, progress to any storylines. Not even a real good pop for any of the entrants either. Dude, well, there was, there was no, with the exception of, of Bad Bunny and Shane, there was, like, no surprise entrance. There was really no legends. There was no NXT call-ups. There, and, like, if one thing became painfully obvious during this rumble, it's how generic everyone's intro sequence sounds now. Yeah, like, that's true. I couldn't tell half these people apart. I hadn't noticed that before, and that's a really good point. That's really, like, that's an interesting point. 
That's yeah, what... it was like even when when Austin Theory came out at three, he was three, right? Maybe yeah, he four. was. He was. So I was even thinking like, okay, cool. Like, I know Bork Laser is gonna win, but like Austin Theory, I honestly thought he was gonna be one of those going from like the number one or number two, in this case, number three spot, going all the way to the end because like they see him as a huge star. And then he just gets taken out for no reason. He didn't even make Final Four. Fucking Shane made Final Three. Like, what is the logic in this? Once again, if you know what's going on behind the scenes, it's like, okay, well, yeah, Shane had his fingers all up in this pie, and he thinks he's the greatest in the world, like, unironically. He booked himself to be the greatest in the world. And, you know, like, I, I know I'm kind of jumping around a bit, but, yeah, fucking Bork wins. And then the very next night goes and is like, I'm in the elimination chamber because I want Roman, but I want to do it as a champion. So, like, why? <laughs> like, you, what's the point of having him win the Rumble? Do you think the angle is that he wants to unify the belt so they can uh, lim- eliminate the brand split? I did have that thought because Charlotte was talking about how she wanted to uh, to unify the belt, you know, and, like, she had the one, which also kind of made no sense when they just, like, throw the champion into the rumble patch because then you're going to have champion versus champion and then like okay what's what's the point of that so i do think they're trying to unify um i also think wwe is going to sell like within the next year but that's a whole different whole different topic yeah we can we can touch on that again if we we we, if we um do a part two, but let's just let's just like, focus on the Royal Rumble itself. Stick, stick on the Rumble. Yeah. So it's what, hard because like you know it's supposed to be like where all the loose ends get tied up before Mania, but like all it did was just fucked everything up more. So, but yeah, I do think they're they're gonna like uh, unify the title. So there's a lot of wrestlers on here that are were never built to be above the mid card. Okay. Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss. Um, Montez Ford, but they have a lot of potential. And the Rumble has always been to give a guy that has a lot of potential to be made up to the to uh, the main event star, but they didn't do that this year. They just went... Um, well, that's, be- that's because Triple H wasn't involved, I think. Like, Triple H's involvement backstage is primarily, like, making sure that all of these mid-card guys get a chance to shine. Like, everyone gets that little moment where their story is told. And that's why this felt like just random is because there was none of that. There was no payoff. There was no like feuds that lasted more than a few seconds. Even, you know, like the women's rumble, we see Shayna and Rhonda, and all I wanted was to watch them beat the fuck out of each other. And like, no, they didn't even touch each other. Like, that's the kind of booking we were getting where it's just like, it felt like the rumble from years before where Daniel Bryan gets eliminated, and then you see Goldust come out and it says Shattered Dreams. That's what it felt like. <laughs> Shattered dreams. <laughs> um, I just want to bring up a couple names here. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, Rick Boogs. The Boogs. The Boogs. Um, he has potential, but they don't build him up to be anything. Chad Gable is uh, like the second coming of Kurt Angle, but they don't ever book him that way. Um, short. <laughs> yeah, he's just a small guy. He's a little guy. <laughs> Shit, that's what it is. He's too short. He's like, a, Vince will never do it. He's a he's a he's a he's a little guy. He's a shorty guy. G. Yeah, shorty G. They they literally gave him that that moniker. Um, Kobe Kinston's botch. What what are your thoughts on that? I feel really bad for Kobe Kinston. Like, 
know, like, that's kind of one of the things they look forward to on the Rumble, like, every year is, like, how is Kofi going to outdo himself this time? And I, I saw a little thing, I think it was on Instagram, uh, Kofi posted about it, where a lot of people were like, why would you even try that? Do you know how hard it is? And he's like, yeah, but if I did something easy, nobody would be impressed. Like, you got to try the impossible because that's what makes memories. And I'm like, no, I, uh, I agree. And I'm glad, I'm glad they called him out because it was so clear at both of his feet hit the ground. Like he was standing flat on the ground. Yeah. So let me give you this uh, question or maybe this conspiracy theory. Do you think... Also, where was Woods? Woods is injured. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's injured. Um, So Kofi Kinson botches the the spot on a shoot, which is like not planned. Big E gets eliminated just pretty much just with off camera. And they had a bunch of planned spots together. They're both former champions, by the way. Um, do you think Vince will see this going forward? Now he's going to have Kofi Kingston botch every single rumble going forward because that's the way Vince McMahon's mind works. Uh, you think you're, they're going to Kurt Hawkins him? Yeah. Or it's just like, oh no, now you're just going to keep like failing. Oh, I hope not. I mean, well, they did it with. No, um, no. Is that something? An idea that might have crossed your mind, or I'm just putting that seed in your mind now. No, you're just putting it in my mind because, like, honestly, when I saw it, I was like, that was supposed to be a dope spot, but, like, he botched it. Sucks for him. Like, I don't understand why Big E got eliminated so quickly. Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff kayfabe-wise in this, this Rumble that made no sense. Even like, behind the... selling Shane's punches, like... Yeah, even behind-the-scenes stuff, like, where... Like it made no sense, kayfabe, and also made no sense just on a shoot. That it, it, why would they book Shane to be type bottom four when it obviously should have been Big E with La, uh, Lesnar and um, Randy Orton and Bad Bunny you know, was top was number four. Also, Shane McMahon and Bad Bad Bunny were number four and three. You know, like I've always I've always hated how WWE panders with celebrities, but like. Bad Bunny, he puts in the work, man. Like, he's actually kind of impressive to watch. He's more impressive to watch than Mad Cat Moss, like, than Shane McMahon. He's, I think he's like, on he a, actually does it. He's actually, in a, actually kind of, with, sadly to say, he's the same level as uh, Rey Mysterio's son, Dominic. Oh, yeah. I they're, mean, they're both kind, not wrong. They're both kind of green, but they both, both also can do certain moves really fantastically. And they don't mind taking the risk. No. Like, who would have thought that Bad Bunny would be, like, more electrifying than The Miz? Like, Miz can cut, Miz can cut a promo, but, like, when was the last time you, you saw Miz hit, like, a dive off the top rope? Never. No. But, like, that's another good point, though, is, like, you have these guys like Dominic Mysterio in there. Where was Cesaro? I think Cesaro's like, injured. It, no, he's still he's still doing matches. Oh, is he? Cesaro, he was even on Twitter where people are like, you're telling me you could put Shane McMahon in there, but you had no room for Cesaro, and Cesaro's like liking the comments and just doing like the little finger, like this thing here. Like, <clears throat> it's, so, it's really a shame that they have all this top level talent, like, like Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens, just for two examples. Ricochet. Well, these these two just resigned. Yeah. Like everybody wanted them to go to AEW so bad, and they're like, nope, we're happy here, we make money. And then as a thank you, Kevin Owens, who, like, 
I honestly wanted to win the whole thing, gets eliminated by Shane. After Shane ate two super kicks, he's just like, you know what, KO, you can go. And then, yeah, that's that's bullshit because also KO won that feud a couple years back where Shane wasn't ever supposed to be back on live television. Oh, brother, you know that doesn't matter. I remember when Ric Flair retired to Mr. Perfect like 25 years ago and then like a year later, it's like, it's Ric Flair. And I'm like, he's not supposed to go here. No. <laughs> so um, there's a couple names here that I think have always had top level potential, but they've never really pulled the trigger. Uh Corbin. I love Corbin. I love Corbin. I don't like his gimmick now, but Sad Corbin was like the best thing WWE. Um, Robert Roode and uh, Damian Priest to me have a lot of star potential that they could easily just push to the Roman Reigns level, but they don't for some reason. Right. Uh, I mean, Corbin. Corbin's got. I mean, I'm a little biased, but Corbin's gotten a lot better. His promo work is still trash, but like. He's gotten better in the ring. He's gotten in better shape. He's, like, a great heel. Like, this this whole comedy thing's not working for me, but, like, he could be a good heel, carry the belt for six months. It's fine. Uh, Damian Priest, he is he's exactly what Vince wants. You know, he's brooding. He's tall. He's strong. I mean, he was great as Punishment Martinez, but this whole, like... I'm just a rock star kind of thing. It's like, okay, well, how many rock stars do you have? Like, Shinsuke's a rock star. Boogs is a rock star. Fucking everybody's a rock star. Yeah, so let me ask you this. Like, so since we mentioned uh, Damian Priest and Corbin, what would you think they're, have they had an angle together? I don't watch the weekly product, but I'm going to say no, because I think Priest is on, Priest is on Raw and Corbin's on SmackDown. But, uh, Corbin would lose. <laughs> I think that I would be. Corbs, but, I think but, that would be a very good um, feud. Like they could build it to something. They, like they have the potential to make that something, uh, like a pairing that we've never seen before. And they could have done it in this Rumble. Well, see, and they could do it where even they work together. I mean, because their their physiques are like almost identical. And then he's Corbin with, is like six foot eight, and I think Priest is like six seven, six eight. Like, can you imagine just standing across the ring from those two guys? Like, fuck that. No. <laughs> so they have Boogs and they have Mad Cop Moss, and they look exactly the same. Pair those guys up. Yeah. Right? I mean, Boogs, you should just leave Boogs on his own and just let him be the comedy bit. Because I don't know if you've ever watched his YouTube videos, but, like, I was watching him on YouTube before I even knew he was a WWE wrestler, and that dude just had, like, personality and charisma in spades. And, like, why not push? I mean, they did the same thing with EC3. Like, EC3 was okay in the ring, but great on the mic. And then they gave him this, like, silent treatment gimmick for, like, six months before they let him go. Yeah. And we didn't get big, meaty men slapping meat this year, which, why? <laughs> well, if WWE you know? is known for, like, the big, buffy, meaty man meat slapping into each other and just going full bore... And we, we got none of that. I mean, we got uh, Drew and Lesnar. At the very like, last two. Yeah, and it only lasted a minute because Drew is still injured. But, like, nobody expected Drew. So that was a big pop. That's nice. But he's still working injured, so they should not have put him in there. No. I don't think Lesnar needed to get his elimination back from Drew. And I think, if anything, that just made Drew look weak. Yeah, it made Drew look uh, a lot worse. Um, so, so you, you said you watch Russell talk. Do you uh, 
Do you watch like Parts of Unknown, like Adam's uh, rebooking of stuff? No, no, I just watched the WrestleTalk so, recaps. So Adam Blompier did this booking that like fantasy booking that I was like, oh man, that's perfect. And basically, the final two came down to Kevin Owens and Biggie. And Kevin Owens goes over because he winds up facing Seth, who wins the title from Roman. Obviously, that didn't happen, but one of the surprise entrants would have been Goldberg. And Goldberg and fucking Big E just mash meat together because that's Big E's dream match. So Big E doesn't win, but then he gets Goldberg at WrestleMania. Because as of now, nothing's been set up for Mania from that. No. Like the Rumble did nothing. Yeah, the Rumble was supposed to set up the big angles, essentially. Um, so let's go back to Brock Lesnar's ent- entrance because he lost to, to Bobby Lashley at the. Was that the beginning of the card? Uh, no, Roman Seth was first match. Okay. So the thing with Lesnar is Lesnar had his match with Lashley, and then it was that. God, I fucking hate mixed tag matches. But the mixed tag match with Edge and. Uh, Beth Phoenix and Miz and Maurice. So mm-hmm. that was the bathroom match. And then he was at the end of the Rumble. So I know the Rumble's like an hour, but like he got like an hour and a half between matches. And Brock can't even stand up without getting gassed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Good for him. So, but the Lashley Lesnar match it was a match a lot of fans have been like itching for, and they kind of, it kind of underwhelmed. Uh, I don't know that fans have been itching for it. I know that Lashley's been itching for it. And uh, to be fair, like, everything kind of underwhelmed. The only match that I was really like, damn, that was pretty good, was Seth Rogen. But that was just because, like, I'm loving this whole unhinged, like, Joker-esque Seth, where he's just like, oh, I'm in your head, Roman. And I think Seth is going to be the one to take it from Roman. I can see them kind of putting it uh, a triple threat now. Mm -hmm. Unless, you know, unless Bork wins the title and... Elimination chamber. Unless Vince just uh, has a wild wear hair up his ass and rips up the whole, the whole uh, booking last minute and decides something else. Oh, he will. He will. And if, yeah, if the day of, the day of we'll get uh, Shane going over Brock and Seth and Roman. He's the best in the world. He is unironically. He has the trophy. <laughs> yeah, he has the trophy. He, <laughs> he he got it made in a little trophy shop on Santa Monica Boulevard. It's great. So as as for with Saudi blood money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, as since, since we're both very big Royal Rumble fans, not necessarily WWE fans, and this one was a complete letdown. Let's talk about things that weren't letdowns. What what are a few of your favorite Royal Rumble uh, years that you can remember? Because I have a few of my own. I just don't want to know which ones you are. So year, it's hard to remember years. Um, you can say winners. Watch, so. I, I do like people going from number one or number two. Like when Shawn Michaels like went from number one, which I don't remember if it was the same year, but when he went from number one and eliminated uh, British Bulldog, when he did the going over the rope and he's like holding on and like one of his feet touched, because that was, I think, at least as far as I can remember, that was the first time we saw the like, oh, he's been eliminated, but he actually hasn't. And yeah. they started playing Bulldog's music and like everybody was like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? That was one of my favorites. Um, I think that was 96. Was it? I think that it was 96 right. because 97 or like that year was the WrestleMania that he went over Brett in the, hour, the uh, Iron Man match. Yep. So, and, uh, 
Like ninety seven, I think, was Stone Cold. Or no, though, I think Shawn Michaels doubled that went back to back. Did he go back to back or did he have a year in between? I think he went oh, he might have been ninety five, ninety six, and Stone Cold I, went ninety seven. I think Stone Cold was ninety seven. No, I think ninety seven was the year Stone Cold actually got eliminated and then snuck in and the ref didn't see it. He eliminated Kane and or uh, Undertaker and Vader. Okay, that's right. Up. That's right because they had and that uh, set up Mania 13. That that set up Mania 13, but they had the in your house Fatal Four Way with Vader, Undertaker, Stone Cold, and Bret Hart. God, I miss Vader. <laughs> I love. Like, I, rest in peace, brother. Yeah, dude. See, and matches. That's what this was specifically missing: was people like Vader, people like Undertaker, people were just big hoss motherfuckers that go in there and just beat everyone's ass. Like, I feel like everybody knew Lesnar was coming out at 30. Like, it just felt so obvious, and I feel kind of cheated that they put him in at 30. I felt the same way with Ronda, and I said it at the beginning of the Women's Rumble. I was like, if Ronda's going to win this thing, she needs to come in before 50. Yeah. She needs to put in the work instead of having WWE just once again being like, okay, well, you're a big name star, so you just come in, we're just going to hand shit to you. Like, I don't, I don't like Natalia, but like, come on, Natty's been holding up that division for decades. Where was fucking Bailey? Like, I mean, we get Sasha Banks as, as Sailor Moon at number one, and then it's like, no, you're gone. We're giving this to Ronda. Well, the thing with the, the Bailey is still injured. I like yeah, seeing. True. I, I like seeing Melina as number two coming in, and then Sasha just kind of mocking her with her splits thing. Yep. At the beginning, I thought I that mean, was thought, thought that was funny. I was a big fan of those splits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure a lot of fanboys were. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, dude, but how are you gonna come out like after that Sailor Moon out? They should have just not let anybody else come out and just had Sasha stand in the ring for an hour and everybody would have gone crazy. It popped the like, crowd. Popped the fuck out of me. <laughs> it popped the it popped <laughs> like yeah, everyone loved it, but um someone has to win. Someone has to win, and I think the wrong person won in both both instances. Oh, but going back, so like some of my other favorite stuff, like I love when Mil Mascaris eliminated himself. Like, <laughs> yeah. the fact that he's just like, I'm not going to jump to none of these fuckers and just like, takes himself out. So that's, that's a, great. That's a funny thing because um, tech, in 92, when Ric Flair won it all, he went from number two, although he went the distance. And Bobby Heenan's yelling, it's not fair to Flair. It's not fair to Flair, which is one of my favorite lines of all commentary. Bobby Heenan was a genius. But Macho Man technically eliminates himself in that in that match too, going after Piper. Wait, who did? Flair did? Macho Man. No, Macho Man eliminates himself in the '92 Royal Rumble, going after Piper. I don't see. I don't remember that. So he I gave, watched that one semi recently, but he gave Piper. I think he gave Piper uh, the flying cross elbow from the top rope, and then a girl in a monsoon is like. Well, since he wasn't thrown over the top rope, that's technically not an elimination, so he's still in the match. Yeah, that just shows that WWE has been rewriting their own rules, like, since the beginning of time. Yeah, so... <laughs> Consistency doesn't matter. No, it, it's, it never has. So, um, what about the time when Mick Foley came in as three different characters and still lost the Rumble? I mean... God, Mick, get better? 
like, how many, you know, Curtis Axel has still been, like, non-eliminated for the last, like, ten years. Meanwhile, Mick Foley gets three entrants in one, in one rumble and can't seal the deal. Um, I don't think he ever won it, did he? No, he never won it. I think he was champion only twice. Yeah, the one against The Rock where uh, WCW, like, shot themselves in the foot. And then there was another one. Uh, I think, yeah, I which, think. Which, well, speaking of Mankind at the Rumble, dude, I went back and watched, uh, I think it was the 2000 Rumble the other day, where him and Triple H had that street fight. Oh, Ooh, to lolly, that was a fucking slobber knocker. <laughs> Uh, uh, what was what was one of your favorites? Like, well, I can I can throw mine is the one that's been expunged from all history. It's the weird the year that Chris Benoit won. God, two thousand four. It's really sad what's happened with him. Yeah, I mean, like, I get how they erase him. That makes sense. But like, how are you gonna take out that big chunk of history? Like, he's still an amazing. I mean, was an amazing wrestler. He's still one of my favorites. Yeah, he's still one of my favorites. Him, Owen Hart, Jericho, even though he's kind of fallen off quite a bit. And uh, Eddie Guerrero, that's like, those are my guys. So, uh, so speaking of Jericho, yeah, who who do you think should have won it that never got a chance to? I mean, obviously, I feel like Jericho should have won at least once. Like, when he came back and he was doing that whole, like, you know... Stone Cold Killer... Like, well, the amping up the crowd, and then he would go to the ring and say nothing and just leave. Yeah. Like, that year, if he would have just hit the rumble and then just, like, won and then cut some promo, like, you know, said, like, whoever was champ, like, I'll see you at Mania. And that's the first thing he says in, like, six months. Oh, that would have been fire. That would have been – I, I kind of always thought Jericho should have won a rumble. Um, the British Bulldog actually should have won a Rumble. I always thought British Bulldog was done dirty. He should have been a champion at least once. He never was. Um, Just IC, right? Yeah, his only IC tag team champion. Um, he might have been European once or twice. He was a European champion, and then he won the title from Bret Hart in in England. The IC title. Yeah, at SummerSlam, right? Yeah, I believe so. Two. I w- actually would have liked to see Yokozuna win a Rumble. He did. He won in 93. Did he win one? Oh, he won in 93. The- I remember because that was the first one I ever watched, and I was in fifth grade, and we had to do, like, news reports. And that week I had sports. And so, like, I just talked about the, <laughs> I talked about the Royal Rumble for my entire presentation. See, and this is why you're the historian on the Unresearched Podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, that way you don't have to do research because I just know all this dumb, useless shit. Yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, I've done a little bit of research. I broke my own rule here, but like you, you're here to correct me, and I applaud you, sir. Well, see, and that's you bring up a good point though, because you're like, I want to see Yoko win. And every year, they're like, oh, so and so is so big. How are they ever gonna get him eliminated? And then it's like, okay, well, you get ten dudes, or somebody lands a lucky drop kick, and it's over. But like, that brings. Why us- haven't more big guys won? <laughs> Uh, that brings me to a point of this, actually, this year's Rumble, where almost, where Jim Cornette calls him almost a good wrestler. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chad Gable comes in, and he um, conspires with all the rest of the guys. Like, we all got gang up on almost, and we let's get him out. And then almost kind of, almost doesn't do it, but then <laughs> almost does get eliminated. I, okay, I'll admit, I popped for that bit, because then Gable's like, I'm so smart, I'm a genius. Like, you know, like, the Rumble, in 
in of itself makes no sense. No. <laughs> like, when you see guys like Sonia Deville kind of did it this year, where she's like, okay, uh, you know what, I'm just going to hang out outside the ring for the first 10, 15 minutes, and then I'm going to get in. Like, why don't more people do that? <laughs> like, when the big show enters, why doesn't he just, like, lay on the floor? <laughs> yeah, like, lift me up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, bro, I'm 500 pounds. Like, you can come over and get, like, 10 guys to try to lift me up, but good luck. Which reminds me, how could you forget when Yoko won? Because that was the year that Macho Man tried to pin him in the Rumble, and then fucking Yoko just, like, from the ground, like, kicks out of the pin and throws him <laughs> over the top rope. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, 93 is not a rumble that I watch very often. I mean, to be fair, there was like a whole lot of filler in like 93. You had like Duke the Dumpster Trosi and the Goon and like... Mantar was Mantar. Mantar? Don't, don't talk shit about Mantar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I crossed the line. Obviously, I crossed the line. He's, so. You know, like, you want to call Brock Lesnar the beast? Like, let's talk about fucking Mantar. Literal beast. He will, Yeah, he came to the ring as a beast. Yeah. Or, or, um, yeah. who was and the... now Damian Priest is basically doing the reverse of that gimmick where he comes to the ring as a normal dude and then he becomes, you know, Mr. Hyde in the ring and then he goes back to being Dr. Jekyll. It's all good. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, what about Finn Balor? He wasn't in the Rumble, was he? Yeah, why? Like, I mean, Vince just hates it. I heard recently that Vince has given up on him. He doesn't see the appeal and it's like, this man clearly needs to fucking step aside. Like, he let Keith Lee go, which blows my fucking mind. Like, you have Lesnar, of all people, putting over Keith Lee in the, what was it, 2021-2020 Rumble? Mm -hmm. Where he's like, oh, big boy, and then he eliminated, I think he eliminated Brock. But, like, that was like, oh, shit, Keith Lee is going to the moon. And then they're like, nah, fuck you. So everything they did in NXT that Triple H had his hands on, they basically eliminated. Yep. Gone. All of it. The backstage people. And they didn't have TJ Wilson uh, producing this year either. So, like, a lot of people didn't want anything to do with the Rumble. WWE reached out to a lot of people that they'd let go, which, like, the fucking audacity. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I know there's a global pandemic and, you know, really trying times but uh good luck on future endeavors by the way do you want to come in and work this one night for us like you're not gonna win naya Jax was talking about that she was like they weren't even gonna put me in the rumble they were gonna put me on a list of people who said yes to give it to vince and let him cherry pick from there <laughs> that's so. insane you know who would i would love would have loved to see in this year's rumble nick aldiz from nwa from nwa yeah. I, see, I kind of thought they were going to do that more. Like, because it's Nikki, Nikki James is his, is his wife, and she came in. Right. That was a big deal. She's Impact Women's Champion. Uh, Nick and LG's. she came down with her belt and yeah. her, her Impact music. Hardcore country. Yeah, so it's it kind of would have it kind of wrote itself to if Billy Corgan owns NWA and he is a shill for publicity, that would have been the perfect way to kind of cement like. And they've done work with the NWA in the 90s with Jeff Jarrett. Let's never talk about that again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the, the well, new... yeah, now Jarrett's in GCW, which is fucking weird. Yeah, and GCW to me has, it's, their ECW that's more hardcore than ECW. And I'm, I'm kind of mixed on how I like, how, how I feel about GCW. Uh, dude, GCW is like, 
corazón like I love GCW I'm gonna go see GCW in like three weeks up in LA you should come with it's dope where uh, where are they doing it's in LA it's at the um the Ukrainian cultural center I think X-Pac is making his in-ring debut again teaming with Joey Danella against Matt Cardona and uh what's his name Brian Wilson and it was Kurt Hawkins Brian something I don't uh, I don't know but dude Every one of those GCW shows is electrifying. And I thought for sure with, like, you know, the Forbidden Door, Forbidden Door and it sounds so stupid to say now, because, like, it's just WWE gatekeeping. But yeah. uh, now that the Forbidden Door is open, it felt like we could have had the best rumble in years. Like, when AJ Styles debuted, we all thought we were going to get Kenny Omega. And I was like, I believed the hype until number 30, and then I was just heartbroken. This year, people are thinking, like, they're talking about Okada coming out. They're talking about, since Cody Rhodes is not under contract with AEW, Cody coming out, which, like, I know it seems really far-fetched, but I kind of thought that could happen. And only because Cody is kind of the one who was like, I got released from WWE, and I went out, and I proved that you can be a star on the Indies. I did Ring of Honor. I did New Japan. And then I started AEW, and look we don't need WWE anymore. Like, everybody can work together. This benefits the fans. So with him not being under contract with AEW, I thought there was a real strong possibility he could pop up in the rubble. He may get eliminated right away, but like... Just the pop, in, the pop on itself. Yeah, and that would be a huge, like, show of good faith on WWE's part. It would show the fans that, like, okay, hey, look, we may have cut... 150 wrestlers in two years. <laughs> like, we may keep turning out garbage product year after year, predictable product. But, like, we still care about you. We still want you to be interested in our product. Because, like, the fact that their Monday Night Raw tapings are drawing, like, less than 5,000 people is embarrassing. It really is. Um, so, my thoughts on the Cody thing was the, him not being under contract could have been a work where he. Where Tony Khan might have just been like, okay, I'm not gonna, we're not gonna renew you, but we know, both know that you're gonna renew, just for the chance that they WWE reaches out to you to be in the Rumble. That's more of my conspiracy theory. Like they, there, there was a probably like kind of like, it, it won't, you can't say it. you, you can go to the Rumble and not say that you're an AEW wrestler because technically you're not under contract, but you can still appear on the Rumble, on a one-off night, and then once you're done come back and you know you're going to resign because he's a, a executive on AEW. Yeah, an EVP. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's, you know, like, I know it's not Rumble, but you know where I think the Cody thing is going? I think they're going to want him to resign, and he's going to be like, you know what? I'm down, but I'm going to need a new contract, one that says I can challenge for the AEW World Heavyweight title. Because he has that now where he's not allowed to challenge ever again. And I kind of thought he was going to do that with Sammy, where it was like, yeah, you know what, Sammy? You can just have that belt, bro. You deserve it. But I want a bigger belt. He has bigger fish to fry. Not... That's a great angle. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, fuck, I could write for WWE. <laughs> just put me on your staff, Steve. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, like fantasy book. Like, remember when we were kids and we would play uh, WCW versus NWO or uh, WrestleMania yep. 2000? And we would make these scenarios. Like, I'm going to come out as the, like, the Undertaker and then you're going to be Mankind and you're going to hit me with a bunch of chairs and blah, blah, blah. It was like we were able to create these matches that we would want to see. 
And I think since and then you and Victor would turn on me every time. Oh yes, we would. We would. That's that's full like, disclosure. Yeah, let's team up on Victor down, and then I would get hit in the back with a chair. As soon as you said, "Hey, Victor, let's team up on Steve," Steven, uh Victor and I would be just team up on you. I do remember those three ways that were quite quite a lot of uh, fun. Um, yeah, a lot of backstabbing. <laughs> mostly us backstabbing you more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. I was the punching bag. Yeah, well, you deserved it. Let's be honest. Come on. I was just, I was just, uh, I was the Becky Lynch where all of my friends turn on me every chance. They all turn on you and they become uh, lesser stars than, uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Becky Lynch is like the top star, which I don't understand yeah. why they're not giving her a match with Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. They're going to give that to Charlotte. That... See, I think that's the money match right there, but I think they're going to give Belair her win back. Like, they embarrassed Belair, and that did nothing for her. Like, that just killed all momentum she had, and they've tried to make her look strong since then, but, like, that's a fucking embarrassment. Yeah. So, um, this is, like, maybe just part one of our our wrestling uh, podcast and I, it, we've gone 40 minutes. I, we usually only do 20 minutes on my podcast, and uh, this is great. So let's do it again sometime. Let's let's kind of wind, wind you've it got down. Two episodes. No, I'm just you've gonna. Two episodes into one. <laughs> I'm just gonna release it as it is. I don't do any any ed- editing. I'm not a professional. Oh, we we don't edit either. George just pretends he does so he can hold the episode hostage for two months. It's like I'm gonna edit this out. I'm like you better not, yeah. you fucking. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Um, yeah, we gotta get you back on uh, who goes there too. Yeah, whenever. Um, actually, I've been kind of chomping at the bit to do that. I want to talk about some really goofy horror movies that you guys never ever talk about. You let us know which one, man. And you, <laughs> hey, we're gonna do Vampire's Kiss next week if you want to come on and talk. Oh, about now that's that's now that's one of those that I might be. Interested I've never in. seen it. You've never, never seen, seen it. it. Oh my gosh, you're you're in for a treat, my friend. Nick Cage yeah. at his cageiest. <laughs> That's uh, like when he kind of started the whole KG thing, right? Like that kind, was the beginning of it? Kind of, kind of. There, I'll send you some clips of him being KG. Okay. <laughs> There's a, I'll send you a YouTube video of him going, Hiya, motherfucker! <laughs> and it, it has no okay. context to anything. Yeah, no context, unresearched, unrefined. Yeah. That's the way we like it. So, so are you guys on Who Goes There un, also unresearched? Uh, yeah, generally. I mean, Rhett kind of knows everything, but uh, me and George, we don't research a goddamn thing. We used do, to, but then I was like, nobody really cares anyway. You do. And plus, <laughs> when you just deliver misinformation as fast, like you piss off so many people, and that really drives up engagement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know, because like, if they agree with you, they probably won't comment. But if you're completely wrong, they'll be like commenting all angrily, like, you fucking morons. Yeah, that helps helps the algorithm. Uh, all right, brother. You know, this is a really fun conversation. I really wish we can do this more often, and I really hope that we do do it more often because you've been one of my oldest friends for like 25, 30 years almost. Yeah, it's like 25 years this year, I think. Yeah, that's crazy. Like 96 or 97. Yeah. We were watching wrestling back then. We're still fucking marks now. Yeah. The nice thing is we're well-fed marks now because like there's so much wrestling out there, and like... You know, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a minute. Like, yeah, WWE has fallen far. But you know what? Don't let that, like, sway you toward the negative. There's Ring of Honor, which, I mean, is kind of on hiatus until April. I also think maybe Triple H buys Ring of Honor. 
comes back in April, like right around Mania season, full another episode right there. But uh, there's Ring of Honor, there's GCW, there's MLW, there's AEW, there's AAA, there's Crash Lucha, there's New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's all kinds of wrestling. Joshi Pro, no matter what you're into, you NWA. Find NWA, like for me, AEW has everything. You like death matches? They got that. You like technical? They got that. You like flippy shit? Great storytelling? You know, comedy wrestling? They got all that. So now is the best time to be a wrestling fan. It's uh, the best time to be a wrestling fan that isn't just going through the mainstream product that you're always force fed. Yeah. No Ronda Rousey, no Borg Laser, no Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, that, I guess that concludes our conversation. This is a good, a great conversation. I'm, I'll, like, I hope we do it again, and I'll let, I'll let you know when I, <laughs> I want to do the Vampire's Kiss episode with yeah. you guys. That'd be great. Yeah, man. Anytime you want to talk wrestling, just let me know, because that's uh, my favorite thing to talk about. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love you, yeah, brother. Man. I'll talk to you later. Bye.